you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Happy Friday. This is Abby. I am back. Uh, I loved listening to you and Anthony talking, but I had major FOMO last week. Like I hate not being on an episode. We missed you. I missed you. I say oh. we like Anthony's just a regular part of our show, but I missed you. And it feels so good to have you back and to talk Beverly Hills. Reunited and it feels so good. And then it felt so complicated. Oh, really um, quick, really quick. Because we've received a lot of messages asking us about why there isn't a Roni, why there wasn't a Roni episode. My guess there wasn't a Roni episode. I'm thinking they're just pacing the rest of the season and trying to like line it up timing wise before Potomac premieres. I completely agree. And I was reminded at first I was annoyed and then I had a flashback. It was exactly around this time last year where there was a two week break with Beverly Hills and Roni where we had no new episodes and it was partially related to the pandemic worried that they were going to run out of content. But then also I think like from a scheduling perspective with how the reunions were going to have to be virtual and everything like they were just kind of like timing it all up. So I think that they're trying to get it to the point where we're going to have three great franchises going like overlapping a little bit more. So don't worry guys. We will have new Roni next week, but it was really weird to not have that much Bravo to watch this week. It was weird, but kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> I did finish. I was really excited. I finished Handmaid's Tale and finished Cruel Summer because of um, not having to watch extra Bravo. Um, and so I will say, if you guys are looking for a non-Bravo binge, one, I love Handmaid's Tale. It's like really dark and twisted. And then at times kind of reminds you of where we are in the world right now. And we'll talk about that more on our Patreon as we discuss Britney Spears. Um, but Cruel Summer, I loved it in the beginning, thought it got slow. And then I thought it ended really well. Um, but it, I think it's a good binge. What, like, what are you, I know you and I both feel they don't need a second season, but would you recommend it as like a good binge watch? Yeah, it's a good binge. It's a show now that it's done. I feel like it's a show that would have benefited from all the episodes being released at once. This is how spoiled we've become in the era of streaming services. I feel like I would have enjoyed it more like watching it consecutively versus waiting week after week because you're right. It did drag. But like a mayor of Easttown, for instance, which episodes came out week over week like that to me, I, I like looked forward to it. And I needed Mare to be a little bit more separated because it was a lot to take in a process. I think if you binge it, you don't give your brain enough time to like think everything through, kind of like the undoing. You know, you really weren't sure 
how things were going to go. And I thought mayor of Easttown did a good job of making you suspicious of every single person. And I loved discussing it every week with those who are watching it too. So um, there's a little non Bravo glimpse into what we do when we're not watching Bravo. But I, I mean, the, first of all, I hate it to be continued. We all know that it is. And I'm seeing more people saying it's the most annoying thing in the world. So I'm really glad that this movement is, is gaining more traction, but they do the two could be continued. It ends with Erica, like walking in. And then we start with her, basically like her hands on the door. And she's like, all right, ladies. And I thought she was going to come in. Like, let's talk about this divorce. And we talked about this with reality check, checked with Amy Phillips. We were on her show yesterday. It was like the greatest thing ever. But she kind of played it cool. Like I was really surprised that she like walks in knowing everyone's talking about her. And she's like, what's new? <laughs> it was very awkward. I mean, it was clearly the elephant in the room. And but I do respect that the women respected her boundary and didn't pounce on her. But it is, you know, this is Rena's sweet spot in terms of being like, so what's going on? But because Rena's close to Erica, we're not getting Rena doing that, which is so annoying when you think about it. You could see on Rena's face. I was like, I went right to Rena. I didn't care about Doree, Garcelle, because everyone else was going to be a little bit more polite. We know it. Even though Garcelle's confessionals were spot on, Rena looked like she was going to combust because she, you know, she wants to ask and she wants to be like, well, you know, nothing too exciting with us. What about you? But instead, you know, I think Dorit was the first one or maybe Crystal. I can't remember. I was like, well, if we're having lunch in Paris today, we're having a Parisian lunch. And I think it kind of like guided the conversation and made it okay for Erica to not want to talk about it. She ultimately did. Um, and as we discussed with Amy Phillips, I am, I'm still so conflicted. There's so many theories that I believe and think could be true, but at the end of the day, I'm not buying the fact that she filed for divorce because of the fact that it was all of a sudden, you know, he didn't want to talk to her and she was getting one word answers. I felt like they hardly had a relationship anyway. I thought this was the arrangement from the beginning. Well, I mean, and we saw the producers, God love the producers with the flashbacks showing us the evil side of Tom, which truly he's an evil man, given everything that he's done in his entire law career. But I, you know, I, this is where I stand as of today. It's almost 11 a.m. on a Friday. (laughs) You guys know me. I will own it if I flip flop. So it's possible next week I'm going to have a completely different point of view. But as of right now, I feel like, yes, I think there's multiple truths. I think her marriage was loveless. I don't think that's why she filed for divorce. I think she filed for divorce because the writing was on the wall with all the legal um, issues that Tom currently has. I don't, this is where I think you and I differ. I, you I don't think she knew the money was bad money, but I do think she knew something shady was going on. This is where we differ. So I think, and I said this with Amy Phillips, first of all, I do not judge her for entering a loveless marriage at the point she was in her life. She was a cocktail waitress with a son, a single mom, this rich old man that lives in a mansion is paying attention to her. At the time, I mean, he really was, if you watch the Hulu documentary, like he was the lawyer in LA, like everybody knew his name, knew about him. So, I mean, I completely get being kind of infatuated by the attention and the idea of what that world could be, particularly thinking how it could change your son's life. You know, instead of living 
paycheck to paycheck, you know, he's going to have these experiences and get to have, you know, a childhood that he would not have had had it not been for the wealth. I completely understand that. Do not judge her for it. I do think from the beginning, it was more of like an arrangement of kind of like, you are going to be this fun, young trophy wife. I'm this rich older man. You are my third wife. Like, you know, it's very stereotypical. I think what makes it a little bit different is that then Erica decides she wants this singing career. He supports it. He's all about it. He's funneling money into it from what we've heard from different sources and from reading different housewives um, books out there, particularly Brian Moylan's who we just had on the show. You know, Tom told her he wanted her to do housewives. I think in all of that, she just got caught up in the fame, the lifestyle. I do think she was aware that she was spending victims money. And I think that ultimately she saw, I don't think she thought that they'd ever get caught. And I think when she started to see lawsuits pop up, she realized, oh shit, I could be an accessory to this. I need to get out. I need to divorce him. And I need to just make a clear break. The main reason why I think she was spending victims money is because the second that they started asking her about her assets and she quote, became aware, you know, to the public of how this wealth was accumulated, her response wasn't like, oh my God, what, you know, like what can I do to help these victims? I'm, I'm shocked that this is how we were able to live this lifestyle. She immediately was like, everything I have is a gift. You can't take any of my designer handbags, my dresses, my shoes, my cars, I mean, she said on the show, I went out and bought a Range Rover. Like technically she bought that with Tom's money. I'm not saying I want her broke and living homeless, but like, I don't think she needs to be like whining going from a Lambo to a Range Rover when there's these victims that don't have any money. So that's why I believe she knowingly was spending victims money and she's going to give us the performance of a lifetime and make us try to think of her as a victim in all this. Woo. Hot take. Yeah, I definitely think she's given us a performance. I'm not fully convinced that she knew the money angle. I think it's possible, especially in a relationship where Tom was the guy. He he determined everything. The home, I, I'm guessing the decor, that ugly-ass decor <laughs> that he's had with three wives now. I feel like he, she didn't feel like she could ask too many questions. And it was like, I can get this money. And he says, yes. And then, then it's there and she spends it. So I think any inkling that she had would have just been based on behavior or things she's overheard. So I don't know. So, and the thing is, Abby and I talked about this and, you know, a lot, like, I don't know that we'll ever truly know. I mean, it, it, I guess it depends on how all the legal, the legalities and whether or not Erica gets charged with anything. I mean, the court of law will do one thing, but in terms of what Erica Girardi truly knows. I don't know that we'll ever know. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever know the truth. Even yeah. Even if they come forward and say Erica was a knowing party and is going to be held accountable for this. I I will never truly know. She's not going to say anything. Um, And if she gets away with it, it's not like she's going to then like years later, write a book um, talking about how she did know. And So yeah, we'll never know the truth. And as she said, she's a vault. She keeps really good secrets. And the other thing too, people who are saying like, I thought her tears were genuine. Let's keep in mind that for the past five seasons, she has convinced us that she was in love with Tom. And even like the episode before, like when they were in Tahoe, how Tom, like how she talks about Tom and how he's our biggest supporter and lets her do whatever. And like, she's only spoken highly of him. 
Yeah. That's why I love Tom. He just lets everyone be who they want. He's a workhorse. I mean, yeah, she's done a really good job of like making us at the very least believe that she respects him. And there's like a, a mutual like for one another. I don't think we ever thought they were like madly in love, but I will say too, this party, I was loving it beyond the Erica thing. I mean, we have Kyle give one of the best impersonations of our queen, Kathy. I mean, the fact that everybody is so obsessed with Kathy, I think is amazing. She's even taken aback by it as she was talking about on Watch What Happens Live. But I love that Kyle does this impersonation. It was hilarious, but Rena was like so over the top. And I can't remember who it was, but someone memed it and they showed like Rena being like, ah, like clapping and like screaming, laughing. And Kathy's like looking at her and they're like, even Kathy thought it wasn't that funny. Like I just, Rena was very animated this episode. Yeah, she was something. And I will say, I was thinking about this. I was like, "Mm, Kathy Hilton and I have something in common. I don't know that I speak in shorthand, but I do have a tendency. People are really good friends with me with not completing my thoughts. So I will think I'm saying something out loud and I could be in the middle of a conversation with you, Abby, and be like, yeah, the weather. And then let it, and you know, and you will say, oh, you mean like blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I can, I can relate. You can relate to I that. I don't do it um, to hide secrets, but I do sometimes think and speak in shorthand um, unintentionally. So I try not to do it with you all. I try to be very <laughs> conscious of giving you guys complete thoughts, but it does happen when I can't fully come up with my thoughts. Is it because there's CBD oil on your vagina and clit? Is that (laughs) causing you to not be able to complete your thoughts? Yes. Yes. Why actually, (laughs) yes, it is Abby that thank you. That is exactly why we've pinpointed Um, it. We figured it out. I, this is the beauty of housewives though. It's like, okay, we talk about all the things we dislike about Erica and for previous seasons, I don't think a lot of the fans have truly loved EJ with the exception of her, her first seasons, her first like season six and seven. EJ, that to me was fun. I was I was surprised by it and also here for it. But then I'm like, well, shit, I'm like liking this person, but then she could be a really bad person at the same time. That's the beauty of Housewives is the complexities and all the different emotions you have for these women. Oh, I mean, it like is driving me nuts because I will admit I am finding myself liking this new Erica, even though I can't stand her as a person and what she's done. She's hilarious. She's being very like unfiltered. You know, we're not getting that. I'm good. I'm good. Like we're getting like the real Erica and it just sucks that we're getting it knowing what we know. Like, I feel like I can't fully enjoy it, but when she was talking about that oil, like I was dying. I thought it was hilarious. She was just like, I mean, I, I just thought it was great. And then like in her interview, when, uh, after Garcelle said, you know, I want you to meet my dating coach, they cut to her being like, I'm just going to have a lot of anonymous, uh, sex. I'm like, this is the Erica I wanted. Like we got her first season and then she was buttoned up. And now like, I love what she's saying. It was so nice. And like, Kyle, stop holding out on everyone. Like give us, maybe we need to include, include this in our stories and ask Kyle Richards herself. Who makes this CBD? Like, what is this oil? Because well, clearly- if not, if she won't tell us, I do think we reach out to our friends with Martha Stewart. <laughs> for those on the down low, like we have tried CBD. We're not like, you know, we're not squares, even though we're moms in the Midwest and people probably think we're just out here shucking corn. But we have tried CBD gummies and I love Martha Stewart's. I think hers are some of the best. I, I bet she could make some good oil for us. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And... <laughs> 
Yes, Martha. Martha Stewart CBD gummies. Never forget. We spoke to um, a college friend of mine, Julie Vadnall. Thank you again, Julie, for sending those to us. It was great. Uh, it's well, been, it's been and this really- is not hashtag sponsored or an ad. Like we just really like Martha's gummies. So um, it's kind of fun to say you like Martha's gummies. I mean, who thought Martha Stewart? I mean, obviously she's going to corner the market on everything, but CBD, so unexpected. I could see her making a great oil. Okay, before we wrap up Beverly Hills in this episode and go into our shout out, we have to talk about the Crystal Sutton situation. In many ways, I'm like annoyed that this keeps dragging out, but I also kind of am enjoying it because of all the different conversation and perspectives I'm seeing from people. Well, I think what Sutton said to Crystal that first night regarding like, I don't see color and she has since apologized for it, but it it obviously put Crystal and Sutton on a weird path, but I feel terrible for Sutton that she's somehow being like kind of labeled of this like creepy perv when she knocked on the door and literally was like, I don't know what you're doing in here. Here's your coat. Like, what else do you do when you see someone naked that you weren't expecting to see naked? I do think. Crystal explained herself on watch what happens live a little bit. She says she was going through a lot. She opened up about her eating disorder. Mm-hmm. There's just kind of a lot going on there. And she has, she did say that when Sutton publicly apologized that she apologized to her privately first, which never usually happens. Yeah. I do so give Sutton props that. for that. And then she did say that her and Sutton actually talk a lot. So I don't know if this means that they're friends or just friendly. I'm not quite sure, but Yeah, I do think this is dragging. It's dragging a little bit, but it's not bothering me so much because it's between two newer people. Yeah, I will say, I also thought I like seeing some of the perspective out there because my initial thought is, you know, Crystal did say like, I'm not going to talk about it with anyone. And then even if she's asked, I would just leave it as we've resolved it, you know, because that's kind of how she implied it was going to be closed up to Sutton. So to continue to talk about it, I think... is a little shady, um, but, and not shady, but is a little bit of a way to like make sure people still kind of look at Sutton in a bad light. But I will say, so Taria from what else is going on podcast pointed out the like, kind of like intent versus impact, which is like a really important thing to keep in mind. Sutton's intent intent was not to go in there and like creep on crystal naked. I think everyone knows that no one's thinking that she intentionally thought crystal was going to be naked. She did knock but I think like we do need to think about like the impact of it on Crystal. And I think Crystal on the Watch What Happens Live interview did a really great job of basically saying like she wishes she would have acted differently and she was just in a different space at the time. Um, I do, but I do kind of hope that like we can somewhat put it to rest, but I do want a little bit more drama with Crystal and Sun. And we know it's coming because we're going to hear about the ugly leather pants. Cannot wait. It's kind of interesting though with Sutton. Sutton... You know, I think as viewers, a lot of people didn't like what she said. And I think this goes to show how forgiving the Bravo audience can be, because as long as you own up to your shit and you kind of show us that you're willing to listen and grow and evolve, like we can be very forgiving instead of shutting you out completely. So I just find that interesting in watching Sutton versus some of other Bravo celebs who have said some problematic things. Yeah, I think she did a really good job, too, of... Like it was almost immediately after the episode aired as if like she watched it. She probably saw it ahead of time and did like, cause Crystal said they've talked a lot. So I'm interpreting it as Sutton probably are like apologized what she saw the first, you know, cut of the, of the episode or got to view the episode early. 
She obviously couldn't make a public apology until the episode came out. She did right away. And then Crystal immediately kind of had her response back saying that like, she really appreciated it and that they're moving forward with her friendship, which I love seeing it. Like, I hope the next season of Beverly Hills and even at the reunion, I'm sure they're going to like hash it out, have a little bit more of a fight. I'd like to see them as friends though. I think they could be a really fun group, like duo together. I would love to see it. Love to see it. Well, that's it. That is Beverly Hills. And that's all we have this week. Um, So if you want to hear about Shaws of Sunset and about the top Bravo headlines this week, as well as pop culture headlines, go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash real moms of Bravo. But before we wrap this up, we have to give our shout out this week. Originally, I wanted to give it to Simone Biles because I think she's not getting nearly enough attention for being a badass. So I'm going to put her as an like honorable mention backup shout out, but this week's shout out has to go to Britney Spears. And we will talk about it in more detail on the Patreon, but wow. Like I'm blown away by her courage and bravery, the way she spoke. I've always loved Britney. I've been a Britney stan for a minute now, and I'm just so glad that she spoke her truth. If you guys, the audio is floating out there. Um, so if you want to find it, you can definitely find it. I think it's more powerful to listen to her words Um, her actually verbally speaking than the transcript itself personally, but I'm so we're going to go over that again, like on our Patreon and more in depth and detail, but yes, Brittany, we love you and free Brittany hashtag free Brittany. Um, All right. So we talked about our Patreon. We're going to talk a little bit more on there. If you want to join, you can join for as little as $3 a month, but a free way to support us and an easy way to support us. If Patreon is not your jam or just not something you want to do, totally get it. If you love us and you want to keep listening to us, please, please, here we go. Five, hit five stars and take 15 seconds and write us a review. It truly does help us get people like Brian Moylan, get great, like the great housewives and ex-housewives coming on our show. And it also helps us get on to shows like Reality Checked with Amy Phillips, where we're able to learn about other perspectives and give that information back to you. So um, please, 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 if you have some time and haven't already done so, we would greatly appreciate a five-star rating and leaving us a review. And if you're not following us on Instagram, we are at Real Moms of Bravo. Everything that goes on, all of our hot takes, the random things happening to us, mom fails, mom wins, you name it. It's being discussed on our stories and our posts. So please follow us on Instagram as well. And with that, we will uh, talk to you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes, give up on a workout, you failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a Pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will, but we're not gonna let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.